busted. Hi, it's Wes Johnson and John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. And we're live right now. We actually already have people. Yeah, I... I yeah, I, I sent the link out to a bunch that's of good. people. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Doing it. <laughs> like, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I was you like, hey, Friday, listen, please. Sean, like, I made such a big deal. I was like, I was like, oh, we're not even friends on Facebook. Like, what, what's the deal? <laughs> um, and then um, I didn't even tag you in the post because I'm a jerk. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna fix. Friends? I'm gonna fix that real quick. Oh, Hang on, uh, wait for it. I'm fixing it. Didn't tag me. Oh I'm gonna God. tag you right now. See, this is why if I didn't have podcasts, I wouldn't have social. Media because stuff like this happens. At one point, my wife and my sister stopped being friends with each other on social media because um, my sister had sent a request to play Words with Friends, but it wasn't under her name, it was under like some screen name. And my wife was like, Who the F is this? and like decline. And my sister got butt hurt. Oh, and no. she was just like, I can't believe And she like deleted her off of Facebook. So it was like a whole family drama thing for a while. Oh, no. Over, that's so crazy. Over a Scrabble. That's, uh, that's so crazy to me. Right. right. It, like, it's, it, it's Facebook. Like, come on. Like, I used to be that way years ago, but uh, it's, it's Facebook. It's social media. Like, it is. It, I fixed it, Charmaine. I tagged you. Hey, thank you. We're friends now. It's official. Yay. Not official until it's Facebook. Right. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> Not the same. I found this album by the band Reliant K. Uh, wow, I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. And the album is called K is for Karaoke. <laughs> and it's just them covering other other bands. And it's I'm a, we were talking about this last night, how we love covers. But not only do we love covers, we love mashups. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that a little bit later tonight. I played I played I played um I played a couple for for Charmaine earlier. Yeah. I played I played the one you sent me. The Nirvana one? Nirvana. Yeah. Isn't it Nirvana. great? It Isn't is. that awesome? I was feeling that one. I yeah, I played that, that one. one. I played the Adele, the Adele Lincoln Park one mm-hmm. that I sent you. That one is good. So that's uh, a perfect one. Guys, what we're talking about, um MC Brooks and I, uh we will chat with each other like on Facebook Messenger, um, about like stupid stuff, right? We always send each other like things to distract ourselves from doing the jobs that we're supposed to be doing. Yep. So like <laughs> he sent me this list because I love mashups, right? Like and and the mashup and actually I'll go ahead and stop Reliant K as much as I love this album, uh, which you guys can check out this album on Spotify. Why am I plugging Spotify? They don't pay me to. I'm hoping that if I keep plugging them, they'll be like, hey, thanks, Mike. Here's a little money back, or hey, here's a free subscription. It's a plan. It may not be a good plan, but it's a plan. We're working on it. So, <laughs> anyways. Find this album. Reliant K is the name of the band. Uh, and the album is K is for karaoke. It's got a really awesome cover on it. It's it, 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 They cover Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Baby by Justin Bieber. One Headlight by The Wallflowers. You're the Inspiration by Chicago. The Distance by Cake. Crazy. Let's listen to Crazy. Uh, you turn it up a little bit? Of course. This crazy because there's like nine different crazy. I'll give you one guess why I found out about this album. Uh, I'm gonna play track 11. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my brain didn't instantly just jump, just jump to that. It's alright. It's a it's a borderline obsession. Um, it's just, I think for 2018, I'm going to find a different cover of this song for every, <laughs> for every show. A different version yeah, exactly. every single week. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I'm gonna go ahead and fade this out right now because I want to play um, the the mashup that we were talking about. Um, oh yes, this is awesome. Just wait for it. I'm not even gonna describe it. It works so well. So well. And it doesn't make sense. Especially in the chorus. When right? I heard it, I was like, oh, that's my jam. <laughs> I'm just going to let it keep playing. Like, legally, we have to talk about the song right. in order to play it. Oh, because okay. You, so we yeah. have... Yeah, yeah gotcha. it's, a, it's a rights thing. Like, we can't just play it uninterrupted. Yeah, because right. if we do, we could get sued. And gotcha. I like Beyonce. And I like the state of Nirvana. And, Nirvana. and yeah. I don't want them to sue me. <laughs> me either. And I don't have money for a lawsuit. <laughs> broke, five broke. <laughs> exactly. So if we talk about the song and how awesome it is. And how great it and works. Pay, and, and pay tribute to it. different worlds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. It so works. Why? Like, I don't know. And we were talking about this last night, too, that, like, music works like this because it's essentially all mathematics. Mm -hmm. So it's all about finding the numbers that match each other. Mm -hmm. And some magical things happen. But this is our, um, we're going to start this every week. We're going to have a mashup of the week. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm here for this. Yes. Mashup of the week for this week, which is, tonight is August 31st, 2018. The mashup of the week is Smells Like Bootylicious, <laughs> which is a Destiny's Child Nirvana mashup that is friggin' wonderful. The goat. Yes. Smells like Bootylicious. Smells like Bootylicious. Mm. Um, I have a really funny Bootylicious story. So my wife's at King's Dominion. Uh-huh. And remember how, like, in the early 2000s, everybody was wearing shorts that had words printed across the butt? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So my wife... So my wife, yeah, juicy. Yeah. My wife is standing in line for one of the roller coasters, right? And she's looking and she sees on this pair of shorts, it says Booches, B O O T I C I O U S, and she's like Booches, what is Booches? And she's trying to figure it out. And the girl ends up picking out her wedgie, and Licious was stuck in there. So bo- it was booty Licious is what wow. it was supposed to say, but it said Booches. Letters was stuck. In- that was a Jesus. lot of. That was like a whole. That's a lot of. It was really up there. Must have really oh had to dig God. it out if, it was, if that many stuff in there. Booches. from Bootylicious, girl. That's what I'm saying. Oh. That's like half, half the words. Right, that's like half the words. <laughs> she, she really had to pull that Reggie out. I wonder what... <laughs> I wonder what... Uh, what Beyonce thinks of this. Of this mashup? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like she, she'd appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she'd appreciate it. Yeah. And I know Kurt would because, like, he was a big supporter of of feminism. He was a big supporter of women singers. Like, when Nirvana got, in, uh, got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. um, in honor of Kurt and his support of female musicians, every, every song that they sang that was a Nirvana song was sung by a different female lead singer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. Check it out. Like if you go on that's YouTube, awesome. you can look it up. Um they have um uh Kim Gordon from um what is the name of the band? Why can't I think of them right now? Um from Sonic Youth sings one of the songs for him. Uh Lord sings one of their songs. Uh, <laughs> um Annie something or other from Saint Vincent sings one of their songs. Mm. 
Um, in fact, Kurt Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, plays guitar in a lot of the songs too. Oh, that's pretty, that's awesome. So yeah, Joan Jett, Joan Jett, the Blackheart sings uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." That's yeah. awesome. I, I love yeah. hearing stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's like when I saw, I've seen Wu Tang on two different occasions, and both occasions both had uh, ODB's son come in and do all of his parts for their yeah. live show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That I, I love cool. hearing stuff like that. Yeah, it, it is always cool when you see stuff like that too. So. Um, so what we'll do is that was our little cold opening. We'll go ahead and jump right into the show. Guys, Sweet. we've got two guests in the studio tonight. I have got the wonderfully talented MC Brooks. Howdy. This is our, this is our official welcoming of MC Brooks to the GGR family here. So he is now one of the refugees in the Great Geek Refuge. So that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. And then we also have Miss Charmaine. Hello, hello. Back from her, her, tra- her travels to the south. <laughs> my hometown if you hear home her accent state of north carolina it'll you, it'll come out <laughs> if you hear her accent she's from the south oh but the most you, beautiful things come from out her mouth so it's okay um we'll go ahead and jump right into this guys uh i love this song sorry got add there for a second ggr pirate radio starts right now you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. <laughs> Run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same, same thing. So you just put him in the morgue. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... The great pirate Robert is here for you. Pain heals. Cheeks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. What's in the box? Kill her, you son of a... This is called Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Great Geek Refuge. This is GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. We have a wonderful and fabulous show for you this evening. Joining me in studio, I have the newest member of GGR. His name is MC Brooks. I've also got the lovely and talented Miss Charmaine. Hello. She's joining us as well. Uh, she is the often referred to as chauffeur of the Mr. Chauffeur. Uh, of Mr. MC Brooks. I feel like that would be like a cool like movie that you would end up seeing um, Jason Statham in. Oh yeah, you know because he did all those dri- he did all those driver movies. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden he's the chauffeur. The chauffeur in a world in a world <laughs> where you need a ride. <laughs> Your car's in the shop. You don't have gas money, but you know Charmaine, the chauffeur. So, guys, what I wanted to do tonight, and the reason why we have them in studio, first off, as much as we love technology, as, as wonderful as it is, 
there's there's something that is missing in our world, I feel. I feel a lot of times we make excuses for not being able to see each other face to face. You know? We don't want to because it's you don't want to get out of your pajama pants. You don't want to get off the couch. You don't want to stop binge watching Friends, yep. you know, like or you know the the actual like original premise for the show, which would be you know living single. Um, you, you want to just stay in your little cocoon and you don't want to go out there. But it's so rewarding when you do. Exactly. You know, and like I, I love that you guys are able to come down. I love that uh, James Rambo is able to come down from time to time. Um, Steve's in Pittsburgh. He has a really good excuse for why he can't come down. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And shout out to Steve. Uh, he's sick. His little boy is sick right now, too. So oh, we no wish him a, a, a quick recovery. Uh, so he's not joining us tonight, but uh, yeah. I'm sure he will be back soon. Yeah. It's that season, or it's about to be that Dude, season. Yeah. I woke it's up the other day. Yeah, I woke up the other day. My, my throat was sore. I was like, this is summer. What What is going on? What is yep. this nonsense? Same with yep. me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so what we'll do is normally in our new format that we have here, we do the geek sheets first, right? And then we jump into the topic du jour, which today is going to be, we're talking all about MC Brooks and welcome him to the uh, GGR uh, family. We're actually going to start with that because um, we're going to do the geek sheets later since Steve isn't here. Uh, we might be having uh, Mr. James Rambo jump on with us. Sweet. Yeah, so it, it should be pretty good. Um, if you're willing to, Mr. Brooks, I'm going to give you the mic. I, I want you, because... We didn't really do this on Rock Deep. It was just like, well, oh, hey, this is the new guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of, yeah, just kind of threw me out there. Yeah, like I, I didn't really get to, to ask about you because I know you're, I know you're a DC guy. I mean, you're, you're rocking a bullet hat right now. Yes. Well, it's, I guess it's a wizard's hat, but it's eh, same. What's with that? Same team. It's a bullet. It's hat. bullets. It's bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Got the um, hands. The, yeah, exactly. It's the, the hands. The hands. Yeah. Um, I know you're a DC guy. Yes, it, it's come up in the articles that you've written for us too. Mm -hmm. But like, give me give me a little bit of background. Like, did you? I mean, like, are we talking like you're actually from DC, or are you pulling the thing like we all do when we're not in this area and somebody asks you where you're from and you're like DC because it's easier yeah. to explain than saying, well, I live in this suburb outside of DC, about yeah. 45 minutes south. So, and it's the thing is too is to people who are from DC, that's actually really annoying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. Re yeah, it's, re it's really that since I've moved up here. Every time when I ask people, yeah. I'm like, oh, where are you from? Are you from Virginia, Maryland, DC? And but, a lot of them just yeah. say DC. It, it, and it's frustrating here. Like, if you're talking, if you're not here, you're, let's say, Pittsburgh or somewhere else around people who may not know, oh, Montgomery County, PG County, mm -hmm. like people who may yeah. not. Yeah. Then saying DC is fine because that's a, it's a reference point that they would know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm actually from D.C., born and bred in nice. Ivy City, grew up over two blocks over from 8th Street. I live in Maryland now, but born and bred in D.C., and uh, yeah, it's uh, like, I don't, even though I live in Maryland now, like, I, I don't claim, like, I, I don't claim living in Maryland, like, I don't call myself a PG resident. Yeah. I am, I am still D.C., even yeah. if it's <laughs> too expensive to live in right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those things where... For me, it's always a conversation point because mm -hmm. you say, like, if you're talking to somebody and you don't know where they're from and you say, oh, I'm from D.C. And they're like, oh, me too. And you're like, that's when you get into it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I grew up in, in Fairfax County or I grew up mm -hmm. in Prince William County. And then that's where the conversation ex expands from there. So right. True. And, I mean, that, I mean it, could, it can go one of two ways. It can go positively or you can end up getting roasted. Because if we're both right. from – if you say you're from D.C. and I talk to you and you're actually from, like, Waldorf – 
Yeah, just different. It's like, no, <laughs> we're talking, we're talking, yeah, we're talking two totally, <laughs> two totally different worlds here. Or Baltimore, which yeah. actually, surprisingly enough, I, I'm always people claim DC. No, uh, I'm amazed by people who will use Baltimore as a reference point because they think Baltimore and DC are virtually like right next to each other. No. And that they're the, like the same area, so they'll meet someone who is from Baltimore, or they'll talk about stuff that's happening in Baltimore, but they'll talk about it as if because you're from DC, you should know it, yeah. or mm-hmm. that you know it's the same thing. And it's like no, they're very different areas. Right. Like yeah, they're they're close in proximity. It's a forty minute drive between uh, between the two cities, but they're not the same. Like yeah. we're not the same. No, in any way, shape, or form, it's, other than being on the East Coast, it's so it's so different too. And yeah. like, and I noticed that. Yeah. And I've lived here for about a year now. I actually, it ended up being a real like point of contention for me with people because mm-hmm. what would happen is is like growing up here, there's no there was no DC baseball team for a long time, so I was an Orioles right. fan, mm-hmm. and most Orioles fans are, were cool with that. But as soon as the Nats came around, they're like, "Oh, you're just tucking <laughs> tail," and you're like. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're DC. <laughs> this is my yeah. home, and this is my home, right? And yeah. you I'm guys would for the home team. Hey, what happened? You guys are all Ravens fans now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Like mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing, and like there's there's a certain like DC automatically like kind of puts its chin up, like mm-hmm. like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're DC, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, we we <laughs> we're here. yeah, we're DC. Okay, you aren't good enough for us. Right. And Baltimore. <laughs> hates that yep baltimore can't stand that so they're resentful towards dc so they, they're always, yeah. they're always going to be the little brother to dc like it yeah. doesn't matter the ravens won the championship uh six years ago and they're yeah. still considered the little brother team of oh, the yeah. region oh yeah i made i made a joke about it too i was like i was like it's like having a little brother who's got their life together because like but they have a nice stadium their team is good <laughs> but like they're still your little brother they're still punk you exactly. know like it's yeah like baltimore is Corey matthews <laughs> we're, we're Eric. We are Eric. We're the funnier. Baltimore. We're the funnier one. Exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you do, how much you have your life together. Like we're still the big brother. We're we still run stuff. Exactly. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. So so that being said, there is no Baltimore love at all. Is what you're saying? <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't hate Baltimore. I like making fun of Baltimore. I do too. Like it's one of my it's one of my favorite things. Like me and my. I remember a couple of years ago, me and my friends like driving through Baltimore at like nine o'clock at night, and as we're driving, we see like these roaches outside, and they like <laughs> scatter inside of a sewer, and we were like, "Damn, see, they don't even want to be outside. <laughs> they don't even want to be out here right now." Oh my god, uh, it is, <laughs> it, it's it's a DC thing. It is, yeah. it, it definitely is. Because I do yeah. the same thing, and my wife and I make fun of the Baltimore accent so hard, <laughs> like on a regular basis, like all the time. Like right. it's, it, we'll just be like, we were watching something. They were talking about like some serial killer that was from Maryland, and I was like, "Do you think when he was murdering people, he was using the Baltimore accent?" <laughs> Listen, if you don't bring crabs, there's going to be a problem. Oh like it was, and like See, we, now we I need to go to Baltimore. We do it all the time too. And I was so afraid because like um, a couple months ago, I got to meet Cal Ripken Jr., who was my mm-hmm. hero as a kid, and I was so afraid I was going to say his name like I was from Baltimore. Hey, Cal, it's nice to meet you. How's your mom? Like. It, it just like they have such a wonder, stupid accent. <laughs> I wonder if he ever like low key adopted it, as long as he was in Baltimore. If he ever like low key kind of adopted the accent. I don't think he. I don't know. Mm. He, he doesn't need to. He's Cal Ripken. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Cal, Cal could literally stand in the middle of like 
the downtown area. He could be like in the inner harbor and he could just squat and take a dump and everybody would think it was the greatest thing ever. Like Cal they, Ripken they can do it. no wrong. <laughs> exactly, right? They, they frame it and put it outside Camden Yards. You guys you guys see the spot where Cal took a cramp? Like it's yeah. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> that accent is I know. funny. It is. It's ridiculous. It really, it really is. I need to go to Baltimore now. Yeah. And just once you once you hear somebody do it, and like I was watching, um, because the Nats are horrible this year, so I've been watching a lot of replays of the Caps playoff run. To, me too. To like make me, me feel better. <laughs> and like there's one there's one that's done by the Caps organization. They do it. They did it on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a dude that has a, a thick Baltimore accent because there is no Baltimore hockey team. And he's like, yeah, go Caps. And I'm just, I was dying laughing. And I like grabbed my wife. I was like, come here, you got to hear this guy's accent. And she's like, is it the Baltimore accent? And I, she was like, I was like, yeah. And she kind of rolled her eyes. And I was like, it. And then she watched it and she's like, yeah, it's still funny every time. It's like, you got to listen to it. Come on. Yeah. Way to go, Caps. Bring home the cup. So, definitely a DC guy, for yes, sure. Yes, born and sure. bred. Born and bred. Born um, and bred. We'll go into some of the political stuff about that in, in, in a minute. Like, I don't want to get too political about this because GGR is supposed to be a refuge yeah. where we don't talk about these things. Yeah. Um, so you went to school there. Yes. But you left to go to college, to go somewhere else, right? Yes. Where'd you go to college? I went to Delaware State University. Okay. The Hornets. Hornets, yes. Yeah. Woo. Glad you know that. Like, very few people know that. <laughs> Do you want to know why I know that? Sure. NCAA why? football for Xbox. That's why I know that. <laughs> that's why i know that i know pretty much every okay so i definitely it, it probably helped get me some action at one point because i met a girl who had moved down here to be a teacher and she went to western michigan and i was like oh the broncos and she goes you, you know, know that and she was so impressed and i was just like of course i know that so baby that, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about them broncos <laughs> that's like that, that that's the first time that's ever this is probably one of the first times that's ever happened because generally yeah. i mentioned delaware and they think the blue hens not <laughs> not Del. yeah yeah we Old we hate i hate joe Del. joe flacco <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're also they're racist well there's that <laughs> anyway too, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um i know i know a lot about it though because my mom uh, lived in Bethany Beach for a long time. Oh, and okay. driving driving there, I have to drive. You drove past another college that I was very fond of um, because they had a ridiculously stupid logo. Um, like their mascot was, it was a Roadrunner. It was the Delaware Tech Roadrunner. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and for the longest time, I wanted to get like a Delaware Tech Roadrunner's like hat or a jersey or a hoodie or just something because it was so stupid, right? And I was like, people are gonna be like, you went to Delaware Tech, and I'm like, nope, I just love this stupid little cartoon Roadrunner. <laughs> just like the mascot, that's right? It. But the yeah, and I was looking online for it, and I found a Delaware State Hornets. I was like, oh, oh, there's a there's another team there. And then like flipping through all the teams when you're playing NCAA football, I was like, there's a oh, oh they got a football team too. Good for them. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean they'll they'll stay this. Yeah, well there's a running gag in uh, at least in Dover because there's three schools there's three schools in Dover. Yeah. Uh, Dell State, uh, Wesley, and Dell Tech. Yeah. But unlike like at Dell State and Wesley, like you see students around. Like it's like at any point if you ever pass by Dell Tech, you see like one or two people. Always walking to or from the building. Yeah. So almost like the building exists in the perpetual state of just that. Like someone's <laughs> always just walking to or walking from the building. There's no one actually I there. Right? I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who's ever actually been inside the building. It's I don't like a, know anyone who's ever been there. It's like a front, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like those things you saw when you go to Disney World, like Hollywood Studios. It's just like a big cardboard yeah. cutout. Uh -huh. There's nothing actually there. Where's the doorknob for this door? And it like falls over. It's like, oh, it's not real. Man, where's my tuition been going? 
So you went you went to Delaware State. What yeah. what did you study there? Uh communications actually. Oh. I went to I went for communications with a concentration in radio audio production. Actually. Wow. Look at that. It's like you were meant to be here. Absolutely. Dude, when <laughs> so um pulling the curtain back a little bit here. So a few months ago, uh, MC reached out to me uh, when I was executive producer for Rock Deep Rogue Radio, and we were talking on the phone, and he told me that piece, that he went to school for that. And at that point, the interview was over. I was like, he's in. He's in. Like, this, this guy's in. Like, because nobody else knows anything about this stuff ever. Like, it's, it's like me and EK, mm-hmm. and Steve knows some stuff because he's a pretty smart guy. But, like, most other people just have no idea with this. Like, they're just like, well, wait, you can record stuff on a computer? And you're like, yeah, like, every computer can – yeah. Have, have right. you ever done anything on your computer other than gone on Facebook? Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, right. And it's it's like I, I've I've been like doing it low key pretty much since high school because um, I went to Dematha in Hyattsville. Um, I've been in private. I was in private school essentially my whole life. Oh, okay. Until I went to college. Yeah. And uh, both schools I went to are legacy schools for my family, so. For elementary and middle school was Holy Comforter St. Cyprian in D.C. Literally, my entire family has been there. My my mother, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, like, we've all been through Holy Comforter St. Cyprian. And then DeMath is a a private school for people who don't know. They're an all-boys Catholic uh, private school. Ridiculous Um, basketball program, if you don't know. Ridiculous sports program. Yeah. You If you you go to DeMath, it's literally one of three reasons. You either play a sport. You're in the band, or your family has money. <laughs> it, it, it's, and, and if you've driven by Demathis campus lately, it looks like a college campus because mm-hmm. they've bought almost all of the all of the buildings on both of the blocks that the school occupies. Really? And they've yeah they've it looks like it, it legitimately looks like a college campus. Like the sports team, they have their own um, like workout complex. They like a yeah. gym. Yeah. Oh. They they built a brand new uh, basketball facility. Like they they have all types of all types of new stuff. Like it looks like a college campus. But the the irony in it is they do not have a football stadium. Aww. So where do they play? They usually play at one of a handful of nearby schools. So there's a I think a middle school or something that's nearby. That's a couple blocks over. Yeah. That has a football field. Or they've or they've played at like Blair High School in Silver Spring. It depend. It depends from year to year. Yeah, because they're. Not, it's not like they're no slouch in football either. Right. Well, for the longest time they. So, um, in order to get from Baltimore Avenue, you turn to go down this road to get to Dematha, and they, as I mentioned before, they bought all the buildings. But there was a family that owned a house on that block, and they were not trying to sell. Gotcha. And I, I think even now, I, I don't think they've sold the house to the school because the school, for the longest time before they uh, changed those front buildings to what they are now, the plan was they were going to take that land and build the build the football stadium right there, right yeah. next to the school. But that family was not willing to sell the house or sell that uh, that land there for them to do that. So they just haven't done it yet. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I. The only thing I knew about them was I, I hear people talk about them all the time. Yeah. Um, the I mean, only interaction I had was I was a sophomore in high school, 
mm-hmm. and we played them in a scrimmage in football. Okay. And they came down to Woodbridge, though, to do that. So mm-hmm. it was like, I don't even remember who won. Uh, they probably, I don't remember. But, like, I just remember playing them, and I was like, oh, that's Damatha. Like, I just, I had heard about them. I would heard about them. And then, like, we actually experienced it, and I was like, oh, they're... All right. Like, <laughs> I just don't remember being, like, blown away. I was expecting them right. to, like, show up, and they were going to look like, you know, it was going to look like Auburn, you know? Like, yeah. like some legit, like, college court, like college school. But, no, it was just, like, they were just regular dudes. Like, they are. Yeah. I mean, and like yeah. I said, they, they're yeah. – I mean, they've produced athletes at all of – in all of the, the major mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. Uh, you can look at – Brett Cecil in baseball. Yeah, I went to. I had class with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I went to school. I went to school with him. Nice. You can look at uh, uh, Brian Westbrook, the famous Eagles running back. Mm-hmm. Went to Dematha. His younger brother too, Byron Westbrook, went to Dematha. Played for the Skins for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, NBA players like uh, oh uh, Victor Oladipo w- um, went to Dematha. Uh, Adrian Branch, uh, the the Hall of Famer. Went to Dematha. Like, yeah. there's been guys from from all over who've been through Dematha and and gotten to the next level. Mm. Yeah. So they're they're no slouch for sure. Yeah. But um. Then, oh, but uh, to answer actually answer your question. Yeah. To get back to the subject, um, I was part of uh, the drama club in high school, and that actually kind of is what piqued my interest because they discovered that Dematha had like all of this old technology, and like they had the stuff to have radio there and we discovered it while we were like uh going through all the tech stuff for the plays that we were going through so me and my friends you know we messed around with the we messed around with you know the audio stuff in there and i was like oh this is this is actually kind of cool and i had a little bit of experience too because i was in a lincoln park knockoff band in high school <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> you did not well, okay what was your, what, okay what was your name what was uh, the band's name god oh i'm trying to remember what they Oh, um, new and original. the The name literally came around because we were like, I forget what our old band, our old name was, but it was something terrible. And I, I was just talking to the bass player, and he was high as hell one day, and he was like, "Yo, <laughs> we need to come up with a, another name, something new and original." And I was like, How "About new and original." He was like, "Dude, yes, that we'll works. go with that." <laughs> so we'll, we'll go with that. And new and original. Yeah. It's one of those things where the fr- at first it sounds like a great idea, and then later on you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, really not that. We, ne- great. we never even recorded anything. Like we had <laughs> ideas, we just nothing ever actually got executed. Post for some pictures to put up on your MySpace account for the band, but <laughs> right. yeah, no actual songs. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but then yeah, then um, I you know got a scholarship to go to Dell State, and I actually wanted to go for music production specifically, but Dell State at the time did not have the equipment for specifically music production and engineering mm-hmm. closest you could get to it was audio production. And so, and audio radio production. So I was yeah. like, well, I kind of already, you know, like doing radio too. And so, yeah. And then just over the course of, you know, going through it, I, I grew a real affinity for it and eventually started hosting my own show and just kind of been doing my thing since then. So this is something that you've wanted to do for a long time. This isn't just like you saw somebody else podcast and you're like, yeah, I, I can do that. And you just showed up and did it. No, you've been working nah. on this since high school, basically. <laughs> since high school, I, I hosted. I mean, even even before I was on the campus radio station, I was doing my own like blog talk radio, not blog talk, um, blog TV oh, in yeah. like 2007, 2008. Like nice. I used to 
host my own show on there and then I uh, went to Blog Talk Radio for a while and then I started doing my show on campus mm-hmm. at the on campus radio station. And then even after I graduated, I still wanted to do it. So I went back to Blog Talk and then I got hired for Black Freethinkers Radio. Did a show there weekly for, or not weekly, like maybe it was like every other week for about what, two or three years. Oh, nice. Okay. And so, like, yeah, I've been like I've been doing it for for a while before. Like, I I took a couple hiatuses here and there. Yeah, it's definitely something you love doing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like even if I quit, like I always end up coming back to it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I, like I, I I can't I know I, I know I can't walk away from it even if, if I wanted to. Like I would eventually come back to doing this. Right. Yeah. It's it's gotcha. it's. I think with anybody who's creative, it, it's I've described it to people. It's like a it's like an ache, you know, like if you're if you're somebody who loves running or loves going to the gym or playing baseball or football, when you're not doing it for a long period of time, it it almost hurts. It, mm-hmm. it feels right. like you're missing part of, of yourself. And that's how I've described writing to people for me. Oh, yes. Doing yes. this like it, it's a form of expression. Right, and if you're not doing it, you feel like you're you're not you're not being your true self. Right, and, and that comes even with all of the frustrations from not being where you want to be when you have been doing something yeah. for a very long time. I mean, like when you feel like your writing is like if you have really bad writer's block and you feel like everything you write is terrible. Yep, and you just like I'm never going to do this again. And then mm-hmm. some time passes, and then. Next thing you know, you've written a couple sentences you like or mm-hmm. a stanza or whatever that you like, and, you know, it starts flowing again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Before you showed up, I did a um, just like a, an, an impromptu episode of Mike on the Mic where I talked about the Weezer episode or the Weezer album Pinkerton. Mm. Um, what it was is it was their second album. It was not well received at all. Mm. It just got, it right. got panned by critics. Fans didn't like it because mm-hmm. it didn't sound anything like their first album. And it really like put the lead singer Rivers Cuomo into a tailspin where he was just like, I can't believe I did something so personal because the album was about a lot of personal stuff going on with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I can't believe I did something so personal and people hated it. Right. He's like, right. It's like it's like getting drunk at a party and admitting all of your feelings to all of your friends and it feeling awesome. And then mm-hmm. the next day you're totally embarrassed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what ended up happening was is years later, people were like dude, this album was amazing. It had a profound effect on me. All of these bands cited it as inspiration for where their mm-hmm. careers took off. And it, 10 years after the album came out, Rolling Stone went back and reviewed it again. And instead of giving it a two-star review, gave it a perfect five-star review. Right. And oh, was wow. like, we were wrong. This album's incredible. Mm. Other people came out and said the same thing. The album went double platinum 20 years after it was released. Wow. Wow. And 20 that, years. Yeah. That, yeah. And that just, it, 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 the reason why I, did, I wanted to do that was because it shows you that in order for you to do something with the thing that you love, the thing that you claim mm-hmm. that you want, I want to be a radio um, DJ, I want to be a musician, I want to be a writer, mm-hmm. you are never going to do it if you don't create it and put it out there. Right. right. If you're too afraid to do it, it's never, ever, ever going to happen. Right. And even if it sucks, you know what? It, it sucks to, at right now, but it could ch- completely change 10 years from now. It, right. it may get appreciated later. You like, have to yep. keep going at it because exactly. it's not going to be exactly. perfect the first time you put your stuff An- out there. Another yeah. example of that is it happened to someone who, you know, the world considers to be one of the greatest rappers ever in Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. His debut album, Reasonable Doubt, came out in 96. It 
flopped by yep. industry standards it flopped it was oh, yeah. like no like people did not pay that album any respect mm. and it wasn't until you know he made other music he mm-hmm. advanced his career did tons of other things now if you ask people now about what what's you know which which jay's best album a lot of people will go back and cite that first album because they now can appreciate the genius of it mm-hmm. they can appreciate the creativity they can appreciate it for what it is now yeah. in a way that no one really cared about in 96 when it originally came out and it didn't do so well yeah and that's and and that's why Mm -hmm. part of the reason why i'm so glad that we got to meet each other and it started with rock deep and then it's come over here because i could tell just from talking to you that like you were passionate about this and this is something that mattered to you and like one of my biggest frustrations are people who say something matters to them but then we'll not make the time for it. Exactly. Or we'll not find a way to make it happen. Like, yep, right. We have the advantage of this studio. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I didn't have the studio, I've got my computer. If I don't right. have my computer, i got my phone. I can record something. There's always a way. Exactly. You, all, mm-hmm. you can always yeah. always find a way to, to do the stuff if you really, really want to do it. Yeah. Right. You can make the, you'll, you'll make the time for it, all of that. 20, in 2015, I had probably the worst job I'd ever I've ever had, which is I worked for a call center in Tyson's. I worked for Front Point in their call center. High-level stress job. And because Tyson's is so far from my house, like my commute to and from work every day was roughly two hours. Jeez. Roughly. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it actually didn't matter if I caught the metro or carpooled because of traf- you know, traffic yeah. around Tyson's is always terrible. Yeah. I had no social. I had no social life at the, like. I went to work. I came home, and when I got home, generally I'd be too tired. I felt like I was too tired to do anything. But I was still setting aside time. Like I would only have maybe an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours before I would have to force myself to sleep to get up the next day to take that long commute. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Like I, there were times I sacrificed sleep because I was like, I really want to. I really want to, you know, record this episode. I really want to get this done and knock this out, put this up, whatever, because, you know, the job was the job. It was whatever. It wasn't what I really wanted to do, though. Right. The, you know, doing music, d- doing radio, doing podcasting, like, this is the, the stuff I've always wanted to do. So mm-hmm. this is, it, like, it always came back around to that. You know, like I said, I had no so I had no social life. I didn't go anywhere. And well, I spent lots of money on like nerd stuff, but Amazon the goat for that. <laughs> but uh, but like aside from that, like I, I came home and, you know, I put my stuff down, I eat something real quick and then I would walk right over to my laptop and and try to figure out, you know, OK, what am I going to do an episode on? Like, what am I going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to get on as a guest? Like how? How am I going to, you know, do this uh, using stuff like Hootsuite to schedule posts so that yeah. when I wasn't, mm-hmm. if I couldn't be on my computer, then you know what? Post is still going up at 12, going up at 3, right. whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to GGR Pirate Radio. This is a special episode we have. We are welcoming Mr. MC Brooks, our newest GGR contributor uh, to our GGR family. In doing so, we're just kind of talking about his life, kind of where he came from, what he uh, wants to do, uh, why he wants to do it. One of the things that I wanted to do is I know that you are a big music fan. Yes. And, we, and you're a, a producer, you're a writer, you're, you're working on your own stuff. Yes. Um, 
So I know that you have some stuff that you wanted to play. Uh, yes, I can actually. Let me message that over to you uh, right okay. now. Yeah, that way we can play from the board and it'll sound <laughs> super sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that'll, that'll be better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things that we did, and, and this is, it was actually our most popular episode we ever did, is Steve and I talked about our favorite bands of all time. And there were some bands that got mentioned as like honorable mentions. But like, if I can remember correctly, Steve's were Metallica, Jimmy Eat World. Um, I know Dream <laughs> Dream Theater is like his his number one go to. They're a great band. I know mm-hmm. for I know band. Foreigner was on that list as well, mm-hmm. uh, and I can never remember his fifth band. Um, and it makes me feel like a jerk, but honestly, they're, <laughs> they're his band, so it's it's oh Newfound Glory, Newfound Glory is wow. the fifth one. <laughs> yeah, he's got a diverse taste in music, and he really really knows a ton about music. And I was hoping <laughs> he would be on tonight so we could talk about it, but we'll have plenty of more episodes to do that. Um, my five were um, Billy Joel, mm. Dave Matthews Band, uh, Queen, Rage mm-hmm. Against the Machine, and then a combination of Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. Because had Nirvana not stopped existing because of Kurt Cobain's unfortunate, untimely death, mm-hmm. there would have been no Foo Fighters. Right. So it's I combined them into a one and one A, basically. Yeah, gotcha. which is fine, which is fine. Right? Yeah, and honestly, it's my show, and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, and hey, I got it right here. So let me go ahead and pull up your... Uh, your. Hey. So wait, did you want to do my bands before or after? Let me go ahead and pull this up real quick. Ooh. Oh, it's... Hang on, it says... Um, Did I just email it? That'd be better. Yeah, do that, because yeah, yeah. that's a, a I forget Facebook way. is uh, weird with, it is notific- weird. with uh, yeah. attachments. It is. Um. But yeah, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about some of your favorite bands, and then uh, we'll go into uh, we'll play one, uh, some of your songs too. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want me to just list them? Well, let's just we'll kind of talk about them, and like as you talk about them, I'll play a little bit of them. Okay. So, um, okay. So the the first band I have on here, and like I think I think. No, nah, never mind. I won't. I won't say anything. Okay, so <laughs> the the number five because I did kind of kind of rank them, but I don't. I don't really like rankings. But first one that'll come up is a band called Eyes Set to Kill. Oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. Wrong band. Envy on the Coast. I'm sorry. Envy. <laughs> the, I mean, the, uh, the I discovered them at the same time, and I like them for kind of the same reason. Uh. So let's play a, a song by them called uh, "Sugar Skulls." Is that a good one? Uh, Should we do that one? Or we got a better one. What else? What else do they have on their top? The Sugar Skulls, Sift, Like I Do, Virginia Girls, and <laughs> Artists and Repertoire. Artists and Repertoire is a. Uh, well, yeah, that's fine. Artists and Repertoire is fine. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Now you've that, already shown 
mm-hmm. from the first episode you were on with us when we did the uh, like the, the bands we've slept on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. you've got a, an eclectic taste in music. Yes. And you you have some really good sleepers. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yes, some absolutely. Nobody's heard of. I've never heard of these guys before. Yeah, it, I discovered them in college actually. Yeah. And when I was in college, it was like the height of like the post-punk emo wave. So this has been like. Panic at the Disco was like super popular. Yeah. Yeah. Fall Out Boy was still like the the one of the biggest bands in America at the yeah. time. God. And <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that they were playing, they were opening for one of the Stanley Cup final games for the Caps. I was so mad. I was like, really? That's who you're gonna pick? Fall Out Boy? Really? I was so mad. <laughs> the thing about the thing about Fall Out Boy, and I always get shit from people whenever I say this. I'm like, they're a band that. Their first couple projects were good, but each project they put out was not as good as the one before it. Mm -hmm. And they eventually got to a point where nothing they did was good anymore. Yeah. So, like, for me, their last good album came out in 2007. Anything they put out since then has been, like, trash. Trash. What got me was they started covering songs. Remember when they covered Beat It? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, no. No. You're not, that's not for you. You're not allowed to do that. You don't have enough street cred, Fallout Boy, to cover this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta have, like, that's some serious balls. And, like, yep. your, your jeans are too tight to have balls for this, Fallout Boy. I hate to break it to you. No. I sound like such an old man, though, when I, like, complain, oh, no. damn kids in their tight pants. Like, but, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, so I discovered them, and so, like, I actually saw the video for Sugar Skulls. It played on the cafeteria on, um, what was it, MTVU, I think it was. Oh, oh, I used yeah, to yeah. love MTVU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was weird because, you know, I went to Dell Station HBCU, and listening to, like, rock and screamo is not, like, the thing on campus. Right. So, like, they muted MTVU, but you could always just see the videos anyway. Mm-hmm. So whenever I would see interesting videos, I would... You know, I would copy the artist name and the song so I could go look it up later. And so I had Envy on the Coast written down for the longest time. I had written them off as just like the same pop punk emo band that, you know, like every other group, right? Mm -hmm. Until I actually, you know, I thought when I I sat and listened to their album, I was like expecting to hear, you know, 10 songs about the girl in high school who doesn't like them anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And instead, I got some of the, some of the most brilliantly written songs I've ever seen mm-hmm. or had, had, had ever read and that, and that was looking up the lyrics while while listening to the album and realizing like oh like there are some very brilliant like these are some very brilliant topics that they've written about here like they actually, there's a song they, they, they have on there that's actually written about the uh, the sex abuse in the church they have a song in there called Ooh, Vultures. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, if you want to put that, put a little play a little bit of that, they have a song called called Vultures. Mm. And that was one of the songs that got me. That was like, wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> like I was not I, like I'm not I'm not I wasn't really expecting that because I was like, again, they're playing on MTV. Yeah. I'm expecting to get, you know, again, Pop song punk. yeah, the same, you know, song about you know the girl in high school who liked the jock and you know all that kind of stuff and like they don't write those kind of songs They're, if you were to just look at them you'd assume that's what they write that's what they write about if you even heard like part of sugar if you even heard sugar skulls on the whim you might have thought same thing like oh this is uh this is what they write about but yeah no, this is vulture, this is vultures stuff. i'm gonna i'm gonna let a little bit of this play 
crank it up a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, like in case in case people couldn't hear the lyrics very well, like, let's show them where the bad ones go. Another case of a sheep bearing a broken nose. Show them where the bad ones go. Color you a criminal. Paint black lines on your bones. Wake all the children from their sleep. He's robbing pillowcase dreams and selling cheap. What lives below, he wouldn't know. So let's show. Let's tell them where the bad ones go. Mm-hmm. Blue completely blew my mind. Right. And wow. yeah, like they're. And this is this is just this is just one example. They have uh, uh, they have a whole second album called Low Country, or I think it's called Low Country. Um, that to- totally different sound, same brilliant writing. So like number f- this is and this is just number five. I, I'm a big fan of them. They just put a project out last year that was really dope. I'm a I'm a very big fan of this band. Yeah, no, they're good, man. They're really really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm impressed. It's it's good stuff. So um, let's move on to your second band. Okay. So at number four, I have a very popular band that kind of mentioned earlier in Lincoln Park. And Yay. this is I, I will openly admit that Lincoln Park in the last couple years is a that 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 this is a hill I will die on. I will die on the hill of saying that Linkin Park were way better musicians after Hybrid Theory of Meteora. Mm-hmm. They made way from a from a from a musical standpoint, they made way better songs. But well, the, the funny thing about them too is like if you listen to the first two albums, they don't curse at all. Nope. Nope. And I don't know if that was by choice or if that was the record company. Mm. That, but that's actually a really good question. Minutes after midnight, I remember listening to that. And all of a sudden, there's a curse word, and I was like, "Whoa, wait, what? Lincoln Park cursing? Wait a second. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I tend to agree with you. I think their music did get better after those first two albums. But I love those first two albums. I do too. Oh, yes. And they have one between Meteora and Reanimation. You're goddamn yeah. right. I, I love that album. Reanimation was brilliant from start to finish. And yeah. Reanimation for me was an introduction to a ton of other of other groups that I was not super familiar with. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I learned about, that's where I learned about Black Thought. And so I ended up getting into the roots after hearing Black Thought on Executioner Style. I learned about Pharaoh Monch um, because of uh, his verse on um, High Voltage. Mm-hmm. I learned about Jurassic 5 because of Charlie Tuna on, on the Forgotten Remix and actually discovered Alchemist, the hip hop producer, mm-hmm. yeah. through then. I discovered, uh, well, um, what's my, what's, um, the guy's name from Stained, because he did. He was on the crawling. Aaron, Aaron Lewis. Yeah, I just I I managed to. I mean, I knew of Stained. I had heard like their singles, but I hadn't really 
heard of them anything outside of, like it's been a while and whatnot. Right. So, but reanimation was fan- fantastic from start to finish. But that's the this, like that's the hill I I I, I um I die on with Lincoln Park and saying like. Their, their music that they created after those first, first two albums were dope. Those last couple projects were great. Yeah. And they got a lot of shit. And I felt really mm-hmm. bad for Chester because, you know, this is something Chester struggled with publicly, which was people openly shitting on One More Light. Mm-hmm. Despite, for him, uh, it was a very personal, that was a very personal project for him. And he took it really personally that people. He got shit for this one? Yeah, no, no, not, not just the oh, song, the, the entire the, album. The album. Okay. A lot of people didn't like the album because they said Linkin Park were selling out because they took kind of like a a more pop sound. Mm. And it, it like, there was less instruments and on that's it. That's what they love to say with. Uh, genre like albums of that genre like, with like anybody. Oh, you're yeah. you're with anybody yeah yeah and so like Ch- like i felt bad because uh like i said chester like he got he 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 uh he had a couple different comments at different times openly saying like this you know this album means a lot to me it means a lot to us mm-hmm. and like it makes us feel terrible that you guys are dumping on it as right. as much you as you're dumping it so on it. Much. And then the funny thing is like now that he's passed, you saw like people have now gone back to that that song in particular, One More Light, and now they're like openly embracing it in a way mm-hmm. that they didn't when uh the album initially came out. I remember it seeing it number one on iTunes for like a while. Yeah. When he passed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Lincoln Park will always have a special place mm-hmm. in my heart. They yeah. were they were my first concert. Where did, you see, where did you see him? Uh, Jiffy Lube, Project Revolution 2004. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Was that the one where they were there? Corn was there? Yes. Snoop Dogg was there? Dude, I was there too. Really? Yes, I was totally <laughs> there. Yeah. I was totally at that show. Yo. Yeah. That's so, that's so crazy. I got, there, I got there like right as Less Than Jake was just finishing. Oh, wow, really? I got there right as they were finished because we got in the traffic on the way there. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so I got there for the used and, and Snoop and everything else. We have a, a guest uh, who's going to be joining us. Mr. James Rambo is actually calling in. Rambo, if you can hear me, hang in there, buddy. I'm working on fixing this. Hang on one second. <laughs> Rambo, can you hear us? Ha, look at that. <laughs> but wait, can we hear you? Okay. Wait, hang on. Now. Hang okay, on. Now. Yeah. You I guys. Just, yeah, I heard him. Rambo, can we hear you? Mr. Rambo. I'm working on it. Hang on. James Rambo. Oh, heard him. <laughs> I hear you, Rambo. I keep, hear you. Keep talking, Rambo. <laughs> yeah, I keep, can. Just keep I talking. Can. Just keep yeah. saying words. <laughs> I hear him, but I don't know where. Hang on. I'm trying to get him to come through in the board. I'm working on it. Hang on. (laughs) Oh, Michaels. Oh, Oh, Michael. You you guys can hear him like clearly. Yeah, Yeah, we can hear him in your headphones. Yeah. Yeah. How do I not hear you? (laughs) He's talking about Michaels and the dope sale they had. Yeah. This is ridiculous that I can't act, <laughs> that I can't actually hear him, but he can hear me. This makes me mad. So, uh, man, let me try this. Hang on, I'm gonna come over there and see if I can hear him in those headphones. Stand by, folks. Right, row. 
Mm-hmm. You guys You need to get back in it, girl. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, everybody's right. white, basically, yeah. I can hear you, yeah. Hooray. <laughs> you keep talking to Marcus and Charmaine. I'm going to get all my stuff ready because I'm going to come over and join the the cool kid lunch table over Huzzah. here where they can hear you. So I'll be right back. Sweet. Right. <laughs> You've had your shine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. People listening can Uh huh. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, not much, man. Uh, we were actually just going through my top five bands. Um, just finished uh, five and four. And we're going to get to three in just a few. Uh, number five, I did the band Envy on the Coast, who I just put I just put Mike on to. <laughs> Uh, and I, I explained that uh, Envy on the Coast is, like, if you were to just look at them and judge them by who else was out when they first started making music, you'd have written them off as, like, the same the same kind of, um, pop like, punk. A pop punk, you know, emo band, like, you know, writing about their, you know, high school ex-girlfriend years after and blah, blah, blah. But, like, what it really attracted, to, what it really attracted me to them was their songwriting. And their overall musicality, because you you know on the surface you would have um, on the surface you would have just considered them again another pop punk emo band, but there's so much more than that, and they're really dope. And that, for example, one of the songs we played, Vultures, was a song they actually wrote about the the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. What? Yeah, <laughs> they're so they're uh, they're really really dope. They have hold uh, that, hold three that projects. Sure. One second, Mr. Rambo, just. 
talk. Just keep saying words. <laughs> oh, he went out. Oh, never mind. Hmm. Now we can't hear. I know. I mean, I'm, I can hear over there, but I'm trying to get him so that he can hear. We can hear him on. Try again. Keep talking. Tech difficulties. Good. Um, there are all these people. There's been this, Wait a this thing recently. Wait a second. Hang on. I can hear you. Okay. Can they? Can you guys hear him? Yeah, we can hear him. Now the question yeah. is: Is can everybody else out there hear him? I'm gonna actually wait. I have technology. I can build him. What? I can make him better, stronger, faster. Keep talking, Mr. Rambo. So people who, my, um, my friends who are listening, if you can hear James, he's make showing sure to up text in the me. feed. So okay. I, can, yeah. I can see his audio. So that's sweet. Good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yay. You guys, you guys keep talking. All right. I'm, I'm loving this. All right. Cool. Do your thing. I was just gonna say, I was just saying, um, Bill Sienkiewicz did, and there's this, there's been this great push in the last couple of days mm-hmm. of comics pros um, being like, hey, comics get is fucking dumb, and if you want to read comic books, you should read comic books, and there is no place for your comp for your your uh, bigotry anywhere in comics criticism or Absolutely. in comic creating. So fuck off. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been it's been so heartening to see this, uh, and Bill Sienkiewicz, who I have the most love and respect for. Uh, and who seems like the coolest old man in the world um, has been doing this really great push. Be like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> so happy to see him be like, y'all can all kiss like the dirtiest part of my ass. Um, and it's yeah, him. And like, there was this, uh, I want to say Tom Taylor created it, but I'm not positive. I think he was the first one to write it though, but it was just a very simple, like form, you know, uh, maybe like a hundred character tweets that was just breaking that down really simply. And all these people were just retweeting it across Twitter and it was fucking great. Um, but, uh, that reminded me, or rather, uh, uh I saw black Klansman today and oh, how was oh, nice. that? I need to, I still need to see that. I really enjoyed it. I kept hearing how the ending is really intense. And so I kept waiting for, this other shoe to drop in the, in, at the end of the movie. And like, there's, there's a, there's definitely a downer of an ending, um, like metatextually, mm-hmm. um, because there's, without saying too much about it, it's basically like this, obviously this didn't end then. Uh, right. and we're still dealing with it. But right. then Spike Lee is like, yeah. And as further evidence of the fact that it didn't end then spoilers, this is not plot, po- a plot point. Um, but the movie actually ends with, footage from charlottesville um wow. and then like yeah. footage of trump Ooh. talking about how like oh there's bad people on both sides um and just really driving the point home of, like yeah it's 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 still around and it may be getting worse mm-hmm. um yep. mm-hmm. and uh there's a little snippet of david duke talking about charlottesville and how like you know this is a thing that president trump has been you know, getting started and championing and, and, and all this shit. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, there were three people in the theater, including me. And it was me, um, a middle-aged white woman and a middle-aged black woman. And me and the, the black lady were laughing our asses off through the whole movie. Um, and then we get to that ending and I'm like, Oh God, 
<laughs> and then the middle-aged white woman was laughing her ass off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Mr. Mr. Rambo, I am so glad that we have you on. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to finish up with uh, yes. Mr. MC Brooks's music. We're going to find a little bit out because the funny thing about being a radio host is the questions that I would ask somebody in like regular day might seem like, oh, well, I can't believe you asked something like that. But when it's on the radio, you put somebody on the spot and they kind of have to answer you. Yep. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Um, all right. So we were, we were on Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was the last one we talked about. Yes. Number um, three. Give me, give me your three, your two, your one. And then we're going to play a little bit of music. And then we're going to go into the geek sheets. Sweet. As soon as that. And uh, Mr. Rambo, if you check your, uh, your Facebook messenger, I sent you a link I to the will. geek sheets so you can review these with us. I'm going to check this motherfucker Wait. right now. All right. Um, <laughs> number three. Number three. Uh, also discovered them in college, and they actually just dropped new music yesterday. Muse. Oh, Dude. Yes. Muse. Dude, Dude <laughs> hang on. Just, just, just stop the presses right now. Did we be just, just become best friends? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, because let me tell you about my love affair with Muse. Like, I was... I, I found them accidentally, and like same I, here. And, and like it's one of those things where like, you know where I found them? It was from Rock Band. Oh, the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because it helps if I talk into the mic. Um, <laughs> so, I'm I'm trying to find the song right now. I have so much Muse on my playlist on Spotify that it's impossible to find the one song that I want because there's so much of it. Um, What's I, your favorite? Or what I, song are you looking for? I, I love them. I. And it's slipping me right now. Um, give me one second. As soon as I find it, I'll, I'll recommend Mercy it. is a great, great, great song. song. Mercy is a great song. Madness is a great Madness song. Madness is wonderful. Wait. Take a Bow is also fucking fantastic. Yes. Uh-oh. This was the first one. I remember hearing this, and and it was my little brother. And like we're not on the best of terms right now, but there's still a lot of great things that he brought to my life. He was like a music fiend. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I feel like he didn't have a brain. He had a hard drive, and he just downloaded all music and sifted through it. That's what he right. spent his time doing, and he would just spit out. Like I would be like, "Oh, I like this band. Oh, you like this band, this band, this band, and this band." I'm like, "How did you just do that?" And he was like, "You're gonna love Muse." He's like a human iTunes. He really is. Yeah. Hey, you like these guys? Check these guys out. And this song blew me away. I was like, "What is this?" And fell in love with them as soon as that. And then. Um, the second law came out and the Yo, second law was like album. it's so political but it's so good and like everything after that they've done is political too but like i'm stealing your thunder this is your music list i'm gonna shut up no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you said everything i, I, I probably would have said he said you agree with <laughs> yes absolutely they like they they are one of i'd say two or three bands that always escape me like every time they come over here Something happens and I'm not able to see them. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, and I, I like I know they th- I know they put a, they put on a great show. I've I promise you I've probably seen every live video they put on YouTube because <laughs> I because the fact they managed to capture that energy just recording is awesome. Oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. they managed to intensify it tenfold when they perform live. And I also love I also love seeing that sometimes they'll even mess around and like play each other's instruments yeah like, i remember they went oh, on some awesome. ga- yeah they, they like they went on some game show a couple years back and i remember like matt the lead singer like went on the drums the drummer moved over to the keyboard uh, moved over to the guitar and the guitarist became the lead singer 
playing oh, keyboard. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> just just the troll because no one no one actually knew what any of them looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I just Fantastic. I wanna I wanna state something here real quick. I, sure. I, I posted this on Facebook and you guys might have seen it. I posted this thing where it was like it's it's weird being comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is most of us who grew up in the 80s, 90s, 2000s had this weird thing thrust upon us, especially if we were men. And it's, you got to be tough. You got to never show emotion. You got to be a badass. You got to be able to like kick somebody's ass. Those are the things that you got to be to be a man. This is what you got to be. And like, I tried so hard to be that for so long. And just recently, I realized that I'm not that and I don't care. In fact, it's awesome. And like, Doing podcasts, I listen to other podcasters, and I hear these guys that are like, hey, top of the hour coming up, and this is what we're talking about. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, I want to be that guy. But then I also realize that if they say, if somebody says something to them that they're excited about, and they're like, you know what I really like? Sandwiches. And the guy's like, I also like sandwiches. I'm like, that's not cool. Yeah, big fan. Like, show some excitement. That's, that's me. Be, ha- be happy. I Dang. used to be like, I used to try to try to temper that and keep it focused and be like, I also am excited about comic books, yes. But like now, I don't care. I'm willing to get all excited and talk really fast about Muse. Like, fuck this noise. Like, exactly. This is right. and, and James Rambo. I'm putting you on notice. The next time you come down, this is your show. You're doing this. We're, we're talking about your oh, favorite bands and your oh favorite yeah. movies. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. You get yourself ready, girlfriend, because it's happening to you too. Uh, so, so to touch on what Mike was talking about about being yourself, there's this great quote from Simon Pegg about oh, being I a love geek. Him. Yeah. Um, and it goes, being a geek is all about being honest about what you enjoy and not being afraid to demonstrate that affection. It means never having to play it cool about how much you like something. It's basically a license to, to proudly emote on a somewhat childish level rather than behave like a supposed adult. Mm. Being a geek is extremely liberating. It is. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And it is, it is. that is so succinct and yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. And, you know, people, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I... When I when I saw that Muse dropped new music yesterday, I like jumped out of my seat. You fangirl? Yes, <laughs> we all did. I, 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 sto- I stopped. I still what, fangirl about st- stuff like this. I stopped what I was doing. I was like, nope, right. gotta go listen, like right now. Yeah, like okay, I fangirled when I got to meet Cal Ripken Jr. Mm-hmm. Like I stood in line at a, at a freaking Roy Rogers, and everybody else is like, let's get a gold rush chicken sandwich. I was like, nope, gonna meet nope. Cal Ripken. I don't want to have greasy fingers. I don't want to have greasy fingers when I meet Cal Ripken Jr. As soon as I was done meeting Cal Ripken Jr., I bought a gold rush chicken sandwich. Yeah, Uh, You mean like the greatest chicken sandwich of all time? Yes. Yes, yes. They're so good that you order two because you know that when you finish the first one, you're going to want a second, and you don't want to stand in line. And I don't want to have to wait. It's a smart business move is what it is. But like, I I think I said to him, I don't remember. I might have just been like, but like, I think I said to him, you're my hero. And you have been since I was a little kid. And he looked at me just for a second, not like, aw, but like you could tell that he's heard this before. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. signing his name on the on the back of my jersey and he goes, Let me class this up for you. So he puts he puts the Iron Man 2131. Like, and I'm like, oh shit. I was like, he's done this before. Like it was just, it's it was so cool. And like, I don't care. If somebody was just like, hey, was he cool? I don't know. I was too busy peeing my pants. I was so excited. Like it's who cares? And like that's why you guys are here. That's why exactly. we're doing this. And like that's that's why GGR is what it is. And exactly. Like, I got a feeling that one of these days, like maybe five years, ten years down the road, we're all gonna be talking about this and being like, remember when we realized that we don't give a shit if anybody thinks we're cool? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's what this is gonna be. Like I was I was at work the other day and I was talking to this woman 
and her teenage daughter who was just going who was a freshman she's just going into high school mm-hmm. um and uh we were i can't remember exactly how it came up we were talking about um liking the things you like and all that kind of stuff and i was like yeah i was, I was like oh yeah you're going into high school it's terrifying she's like what <laughs> yeah it's really scary um i was it's like but worst. you know yeah. <laughs> the secret is it's never going to change all the world is high school mm-hmm. yeah. and you know it, it's you know, there are, there are little variables on it but mm-hmm. that's going to be consistent in terms of like the way clicks work and the, and the, mm-hmm. the politics of oh, things mm-hmm. and yeah. all of that um i said but what's really cool is once you start getting older and aging out of certain things you start to really be able to lean into being yourself mm-hmm. like right. i used right. to never tell people what kind of music i liked because yep. I am a white dude who grew up in a predominantly black area, so listening to rock was white boy shit, and I didn't want to be a white boy. <laughs> I wanted to not be that dude. Um, so like, yeah, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, whatever. Um, yep. And now it's like I, I, I'll listen to a good song, whatever it is, but I am a rock man. I'm right. a, I'm a dude who likes rock and metal and mm-hmm. uh, and lady pop singers. Um, I, yes, lady pop singers. <laughs> I but. Yes. I definitely got called out, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rambo, but I definitely got call, called out rapping hardcore to um, to hypnotize with my windows down. I was I I rolled past I rolled past a five guys on my way to work, right? And there's a little stop sign right there, and hypnotize was going. I'm like sicker than your average Papa Twist cabbage all instinct, and like this dude turned and looked at me, and I go, oh. and I'm like. Like, I, make, I make that, you know that face, the face that all white people make when you meet them without smiling? Like, you're, if you're walking uh, past them in the hallway, like that, that, weird, like, that weird, like, whelp face? Yeah, it's that. I made that face, and the guy looked at me, and he goes, don't ever forget, like, don't ever forget. He just points at me. Don't ever forget Biggie. And I was just like, yeah, dude. And I was like, it was just so cool because he didn't care. I didn't care. Like, it was just, it's. Rap your song. You like what you exactly. like. You like what you I told like. My, I told my wife, she, she rapped all of that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember specifically, uh, I had a softball game that I was playing in, and she was driving me to the softball game, and that song came on, and she rapped all the lyrics, and I told her, that's how you got pregnant. And <laughs> <laughs> that's skill right there. We've completely so, derailed Marcus's shit here. great. <laughs> I'm just saying, she did it again recently. I was like, do you want another kid? Because this is how kids happen. What's up? How you doing? Hey, girl. How you doing? Hey. So you know all the words, huh? Um, <laughs> did you guys, when you first heard this song, oh. did this blow your mind as much as it blew my mind? This song actually had to grow on me. I wasn't the biggest, really? it, I wasn't the biggest fan of it at first. I was in the car driving back from Pittsburgh. And I heard this, and I was like, Pittsburgh knows about Muse? All right, cool. <laughs> and I played this song, and I was like, this has got a dope beat. Mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't sound like old Muse. This is, and that's why I liked it. Yep. And like, that's, I love when the band can do different stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, that's yeah. something I've always appreciated about them too, because they've never been afraid to experiment and do other stuff yeah. like, um, what's the, not Absolution, I'm trying to think of uh, the uh, Second Law. That was the album where they were um, they experimented with the dubstep. Yeah, like um, what's it called? Unsustainable, which is like like a straight dubstep track. With, oh yeah, with no vocals. Where it's just it's them playing news clips where they're yeah. talking about like a um, 
I can't remember what they're talking about, like how the Earth, uh, when it comes to en energy, we are a blank system. We're a closed system, meaning that there's only there's no more energy coming in. We only have the energy that exists in the planet, and it's unsustainable mm -hmm. to go off of a constant growth formula, basically. Yep. Like it's yeah, yeah. It was some real nerd shit, and it was awesome. <laughs> um, but um, let's go into band numero dos. Okay, so. Just so you know, we've already nerded out about them before, which probably gives away who it is. Oh shit. You probably know who it is, right? Yeah. Rage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You want to talk about another band that blows that blows my mind. Is like I think we've all been to that point where we've heard a Rage Against the Machine song and you're just like, wait, that's a guitar? Yeah. Like he makes a guitar sound like he's scratching on a DJ on on the turntables like yeah. it's, it's incredible oh, what song I'm trying to remember there's a specific song where he where it legitimately sound, it sounds like a turntable what is it um, uh, it's gonna, this is gonna annoy the hell out of me if I don't remember who, what this is you talking about Morello's guitar or yeah, yeah. There's, there's a song where he specifically makes it sound like a like a turntable well I mean and almost all of, I mean like the first one that I can think of is Bulls on Parade is like, and I'm gonna grab both. Oh right yeah, now. I know that's yeah, that's one of them. It's not the one I'm thinking of, but there's definitely one. But just like in the beginning, wow, wow, chicka, chicka, wow, yeah, like I've heard he does crazy shit, like play with a like a key instead of a pick. Yeah, yeah. and it just like fucks with the way the strings get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like not only that too. You want to talk about somebody that embodies everything that GGR is? If I could get a musician, well, first off, other than Dave Grohl, because Dave Grohl's my hero. But, like, I would want Tom Morello. Like, right here. Yes. Like, listen to this. He's getting that sound out of a guitar. It's in huh. insane. But, like, the reason why I would want him on GGR. First off, he's guest starred on Star Trek Voyager. So he's huh? a Trekkie. Like, oh, yeah. He's a fucking nerd. Unapologetic <laughs> nerd. But also, You know, he, too, was, he has a guest, uh, a cameo in um, Iron Man. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, he's, hmm. like, again, he's Tom Morello. He can do whatever the hell he wants. But at one point, Paul Ryan, um, Speaker of the House, well, former oh, Speaker yeah. of the House. <laughs> I remember this. He comes yeah. out and he's like, I love listening to Rage when I'm at the gym. And Tom Morello was like, take my name and my band name out of your mouth. He, he was like, you that. are what? He's like, you're the machine that we're raging against. Raging against. Right. He's yeah. like, stop listening to my shit, like, now. And it was like, <laughs> hell yeah, Tom Morello. Like, and, like, you know that Tom Morello would have been like, we can fight. I'm going to mess right. you up. <laughs> but, like, we can go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a side note. Have you seen that, like, this became a meme recently? This song? Like, no, like, that part rally around the, like, people, <laughs> people have made a meme out of it using the Hot Pockets box. What? And oh, make it, yeah, you, 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 you've seen it, right? Oh, oh, because it's a pocket full yeah, of shells. Yeah, it's yeah. a Hot Pocket yeah, full of shells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible and wonderful all at the same time. Like, I'm not even mad. That's great. <laughs> it's so it was so dumb, but I loved it so much. Uh, okay, what's your favorite Rage Against the Machine song? Oh, this is, oh actually I don't know why why did I do that? I, I know what it is because I named my first radio show after it, Ashes in the Fall. That's like that's it. that. For, I I don't know what it is about that song in particular. I don't know if it's if it's the guitar riff. I don't know if it's the breakdown towards the end. Or just the general energy of the song, but this song, this song, I can listen to this song on repeat. 
I did a re- I did a report on this in college from one of my from one of my sound courses be- because I really loved this song so much mm-hmm. and I really only did it because I wanted the rest of my classmates to hear it in case they hadn't heard Rage before. I got news for you: when um, the overflow comes to GGR, this is your intro music. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. I lo- this is my this is my favorite Rage song. I can forever I can forever listen to this. If I can find it, there's a really there, one of the first intros that I did for. Uh, for us, when I got my new laptop, when I had access to GarageBand, uh-huh. I used "Born of a Broken Man" Ooh. as the intro music. But the problem <laughs> is, is like GGR, it's like, hey, we're fun. Everybody can talk about whatever and, they want. The, but then you got this song that's <laughs> like, this song is so somber. Yeah, it's like <laughs> melancholy. <laughs> yeah, you got this going right. Like, it's like, oh, I thought this was a fun radio. Song. Yeah, you got this, and you got like, we had John St. John like doing our voiceover. He's like. When we were with Comics Online, he's like, for everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online, baby. <laughs> and then, like, it's supposed to be fun and upbeat. And, like, it's just like, you got this song and you're just like, I'm very confused. This, this yeah, the tone this doesn't is, fit is, for this. What's the topic like, yeah, tonight? Yeah, we're we talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about the best comic books ever and our favorite French fries. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't, just doesn't fit, does it? The radio guy you were looking for. Right. Exactly. Like, this is like comic books and fries. Exactly. You play. You play this before you talk about like the government screwing you, and here's how. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, I love Rage though. Like... Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I want to see them live, and and I know that I'll probably never get that opportunity. Dude, I can't remember if it was 9:30 Club or if it was um, Listener Auditorium. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was, but they played, and I skipped school. To hey, go I remember see you them. Telling, you telling me this, and it was the dopest show I've ever seen in my life. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, sixteen maybe, mm. and like they were rage. It like is accurate. They were pissed when they played, and that's what made it awesome. So, but everybody else was pissed too, and I'm just like, all right, cool, let's just go with this. Like it was, I'm gonna be pissed. Too. It, but like it, you get so excited, but then it was the first time that I started thinking about political stuff because I'm mm-hmm. there was this really cute girl who was obviously like 21, but like I'm pretending to be 21. So like yep. she's telling me about all this political stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, the system's wrong, and I'm just like, I gotta get political, obviously, because this is how you get hot girls. Like, that's how you yeah. gotta do it. <laughs> Zach DeLaRocca uh, has a verse on my favorite Run the Jewels song. Oh, um, the, what's it called? The, the... Uh, close your eyes and count yes. the fuck. Yes, yes. <laughs> and not only does he have a verse on it, but the beat of the song proper is him saying, run them jewels fast, run them, run them jewels fast, and it just loops the whole time. And I cannot listen to that song on anything but the highest volume possible. <laughs> That's the best. I love songs like that that you just mm-hmm. have to like crank up. Like otherwise, you're doing the song a disservice. Yep. I really want. I really want to get a Zach solo project or just something. I just want them like, back together. That w- that would be perfect. But I- I'd even settle for one day as a lion. Like if I if I even just got a one day as a lion project, I'd be yeah. cool with that. Have you seen or have you heard any of their stuff with um, Prophets of Rage, where it's them? It's the remnants of Rage Against the Machine with Chuck D. Chuck D and Be yeah. Real, yeah. yeah. I've uh, I listened to a, a little bit of their album when it came out. It's good stuff. Like I, I enjoy it. It's just it's not Zach. <laughs> like it's, it's like, and that's no shade because I, I I enjoy Chuck D and I'm a huge Cypress Hill fan. But yeah. it's not you know you're, gotcha. it's not Zach. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. No, it, it, it's understandable. It was you the same know? thing with Audio Slave. Right. Yeah. I was just Audio about to say Slave them. was good because Chris Cornell can sing his ass off. Tom Morello's yeah. got an amazing guitar. The rest of Rage Against the Machine is amazing. But it's not the same. Yeah. Soundgarden was great. 
Rage Against the Machine was great. Audio Slave is pretty good, but it it's not. The, yeah, it's, it's not. not it's just same. not. Yeah, and it's no shade because they put some. They made some great music. It's just not Rage. It's not Zach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Your number one band. This is gonna be controversial. Oh Uh-oh. shit! This is gonna. This is going to be controversial. <laughs> it's gonna be controversial because I put the, because I put this band above groups like Muse and Rage Against the and Machine. And Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> But you know what? Mumford and Sons. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina and the Waves. Walking on Sunshine is my favorite song of all time. It's actually the Spice Girls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, you do you. We just had this conversation. It's, it's all good. <laughs> but number one band all time. Favorite band all time. And they're never getting back together. My Chemical Romance. Oh, I, I didn't see that coming. Didn't yet. Yeah. A lot of people don't. They NCR. were my second. They were my second rock concert. I got to see them on the Black Parade tour, 2006. Oh. I to love this, that album. Me too, dude. And to this day, it's it's one of the best gifts I've ever gotten for a birthday, which was front row seats to go see oh, man. MCR. I'm of you. I got the yeah, I got to see them and it was great because they did Black Parade in its entirety. And then for, oh, their, that's on- dope. for their encore they came back out and did half of uh three cheers. Mm. Holy shit. Yes. And then I got to meet I got to meet their manager after the show, which is also really dope. Hmm. Yeah, just right. I mostly, yeah, I mostly, I, mostly ran, I ran into him outside because he was. Oh, right. It was, it, was, it, was actually, it was actually funny because I, I ran into him. I was trying to figure out where the diner, where the diner was, and I just, I see them out here, and I see him just kind of frantically looking around because he's like trying to find a way to get them outside to wherever they're supposed to be going next. And you know, I just went. I don't have the picture I took, but I took a picture with him, mm-hmm. and then like went about my way and whatnot. But <laughs> MCR to this day, favorite band. They don't have a project I don't like, and actually, I, I actually mm-hmm. at first I did hate the Danger Days project. I was like, man, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, this. What the hell is na na na, whatever <laughs> trash. <laughs> but actually, I rediscovered it about two years ago after not listening to it for six years, and I was like, yo, Pretty this good. Mm-hmm. this album is really incredible. And that's Destroya, again something like favorite songs. Which one? Destroyer. Oh, Destroyer is wonderful. Um, What's it, what's it called? Um, the, uh, only way through you. Oh, why is my mind blanking right now? <laughs> um, either way, they're this, they're my favorite group ever. Uh, I, I I even like Gerard's solo stuff. I also think he would be another great interview too, because you know he has a comic series. Yeah. Uh, and his is uh, it's his it's supposed to, the live version is supposed to be coming to Netflix. Well, him and um, mm. I feel like uh, Claudio from um, yes from um, Coheed and Cambria would be an awesome interview as well. It, just because like, I feel like they would come in here and just hang out. Yes. And they would be like, all right, I've heard you guys talk about this. What's your favorite burger? And we'd be like, oh, shit, I don't know, Claudio. What is our favorite burger? You tell us because you're awesome. <laughs> like, the only issue with Claudio is he would come in here and we'd have to dedicate an hour to prayer and worship because mm-hmm. his hair is God. <laughs> I mean, you're not incorrect. So. And uh, I, I was lucky enough. I did see Coheed live. I got to see them in Warp Tour, two thousand mm. seven. They did perform my favorite Coheed song ever, which is "Welcome Home." Which is still mm. to this day one that of my is a, that is a dope song. Which is one of my as one of my favorite solos ever. Oh yeah, like, I can I could skip the first three minutes of the song, which is all great, and just listen to that last two and a half minutes of of breakdown. And yeah, they Coheed and Coheed was tough to leave off this list, but 
Just <laughs> they're like if I did an honorable mention, like yeah, Coheed is my Coheed is on my my honorable mention. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I think that we can delve into this in another episode. Oh, absolutely. But this is this is a great like kind of snapshot of who you are yes. musically, and it it really gave us a chance to kind of get to know you as a person. I feel like when you know somebody's favorite music, you know so much more about them, mm-hmm. and the fact that like you had a little bit of everything. In your stuff, and none of it was like the the traditional stuff. Like I figured, a kid that grew up in DC, you're gonna be like, oh, well, a Wale has got to be on there, and like <laughs> Chuck Brown, anything Go Go is fine. And I'm like, dude, come on, don't oh, do all <laughs> don't do all the generic DC stuff, nah, man. And I'm yeah. I, I knew I'm you wouldn't because I know you like enough to know that you're not gonna be that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm also not the biggest Wale fan. I can leave that for another episode, but I, not, not the biggest Wale fan. I can get that, but like his mixtape about nothing that's all the Seinfeld-inspired oh, yeah. stuff is like one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all. His Seinfeld stuff is all dope. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy yeah. all his Seinfeld stuff. And like, I feel like nobody actually can choose Gogo as their favorite anything, but anybody who's DC-related has to at least appreciate Gogo. Yes, and like, absolutely. My, it, it makes me very proud that as soon as a Go-Go song comes on, I ask my son, I'm like, what kind of music is this? And he's like, Go-Go. And I'm like, you're, you're good, kid. You're right. good. And it's no like, matter it, where you go, you'll be all job. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, as you, it's, it, like, it's almost your job as like a D, for, as a DC native. Like, even if you're not the biggest fan of Go-Go, you defend it because it's it's like, it, that's DC culture right there. It's DC. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. authentic DC culture. It's like culture. somebody saying like, Ben's Chili Bowl sucks. What? Yeah. Like you can you can say if you're if you're from here, fine. You don't have to like Ben's Chili Bowl, but yeah. outside you're not gonna let an outside. I can't do that. say no. that, but I still need yeah. to go to Ben's. Cow smokes are whack. They're what? They're, yeah, I will stab you. Wrong with you? Yeah, they say go yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't you don't do that. Santana Moss is a punk. You said what about you Santana? <laughs> Monday Night Miracle? Like, Excuse me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You gotta go. So we're gonna go ahead and close this out, but before Sweet. we do that. I want you to introduce what we're about to play here. Okay. Okay. Because you are not only uh, a good art, a good writer. I appreciate all the stuff that you've done so far um, about your uh, Comic Con adventures that you've had so oh, far. Thank you. Um, I appreciate your commentary on all things nerdy and geeky, but you're a musician too. Yes. And this is gonna be, this is going to be the first time I've actually heard any of your stuff. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited oh. about this. So introduce this. What are we listening to? Okay. So. You're- uh, I'm assuming you're playing Selfish. Uh, I am playing uh, Player Two. You're going to play Player Two? Yeah. Could you play Selfish instead? Um, well, it's, it's your music. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, we'll play Selfish whatever, instead. Whatever you say, man. It's your stuff. Player um, Two is dope, and maybe we can get that later. But actually, both songs, I, I, I want to play Selfish because Selfish is meant to be the first single off my uh, project that's going to be coming out called Dark Dawn, which i mentioned i mentioned uh, when we were talking the other day i was going to do top five rpgs we can i can do that another day too okay so we're going to play uh, a little track called selfish okay so just the just the intro it so yeah. this is the uh first song off my upcoming ep called dark dawn um going into this project i wanted to kind of express a little bit of my nerdiness along with uh my you know songwriting in a way that i kind of hadn't done previously and so there's nerdy references all over this album. Like Dark Dawn is actually a reference to the third title in my favorite RPG franchise, the Golden Sun franchise for nice. uh, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And that's that was the title of the last one. So and it, it kind of reflected the, the the theme of the album that I was going for. And so Selfish is kind of uh, 
something I kind of challenged myself to do when I was doing the writing exercise with some friends. And it became this. And hopefully you all like it. All right. And hopefully you can all see how many nerdy references you can catch throughout it. There you oh, go. shit. It's an Easter Ch- egg contest. It's a challenge. And <laughs> here we go. I can't help it. I can't help it. 
help it, I can't help it, yeah, I'm selfish. Dude, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, like, why, why are you here right now? Like, we had to let that one play out. That like, was really good. Dude, that was amazing. Like, wait. Very nice, sir. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure. MC Brooks lives uh, in a pineapple under the sea. Um, he's been flooded like ninety-five times. And yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna lie. When you t- when you're telling me that you're working on your music, right? I have so many people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm working on music, or oh, hey, I'm a writer, or oh, hey, I'm an artist, or oh, I'm whatever. And I'm like, cool, let me see your stuff. And like, I never want to like disparage it because they worked hard on it. And right. like, they'll <laughs> right. ask me for their honest opinion. And I'll be like, you need, you, need to, you need to work on this, you need to improve it, or whatever it is. What the fuck was that, dude? Seriously. <laughs> like, that was so good. There is nothing he can critique. No. Like, I was expecting it to sound like I, I I'm I don't even have words. Like you've made me speechless. Face, and I can't like, and I can't shut up. You made me speechless. So congratulations. Well Thank done. You. That was that was awesome, Thank dude. You. That was great. That was really great. Good stuff, Thank man. You. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did a little bit of had to do a little bit of research for parts of that, but uh uh mostly the justice that Justice League line at the end because I was like uh yeah. No, I caught the Mjolnir reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I caught the, I mean, there were a bunch of them. There were so many of them and I wasn't like writing them down or anything like that, but yeah, yeah they were, I, I caught a I lot ju- of them. Yeah. Well, the, the Thor one that kept going for like, there were, there was a couple, uh, actually it actually started early. Um, what did I say? Can't give me the whole my tongue. My vocab be like Odin's son, not your fave, like my bros are, but low key. I'm the dopest one. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. Uh, well done. Guys, <laughs> we are going to be hosting his music on GGR for a little bit just so you can hear it. But, like, sir, that was that was awesome, man. I am, I am so incredibly impressed. Like, that that was, yeah. Flag golf applause for MC Brooks. That was, that was, look, at, look at that. He's not even playing golf applause. He's, like, standing and applauding. Like that Shia LaBeouf meme. Like, just standing and clapping as loud as he can. Like, just awesome. Um. All right, guys, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to reset things here. We're going to talk about the Geek Sheets, but honestly, briefly, we're going to talk about the Geek Sheets, and then we're just going to shoot the shit more because I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> All right, like, cool. And like, yeah, plus, plus, we got to get to know Charmaine. Yes. You want to know me? Yes. yes we want to know you because you're yes. not just a chauffeur. Next up. <laughs> which, which, by the way, Rambo, we came up with an idea because like, we jokingly refer to Charmaine as the chauffeur because she always drives MC Brooks down here. But that's the yes. next Jason Statham uh, movie is the chauffeur. <laughs> but like, I figured because he's getting older, he's got kids now. So it's like he's taking them to soccer practice and shit, but there's like a terrorist attack at the soccer field and he's got to stop it. <laughs> Nobody's going to take my kids' orange slices away from them. You know, something like that. <laughs> On that note. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we got to end with Africa because I mean, of course, that's how you end episodes on GGR Pirate Radio. Oh, we're yeah. gonna do the eight bit one. Here we go. As as Rambo, Ram- Ram- what did you say? You said it sounded like it was being played by some twelve year old boy in his basement. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Guys, did you hear my version? Isn't it awesome? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Couldn't you do it with like real music, you know, like real instruments instead of like your Casio keyboard? No, this is the future. <laughs> People are going to love this shit in the future, man. Big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to uh, Charmaine, the chauffeur. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to James Rambo for showing up late, which honestly, he's not really late because he was coming in as a fill-in because Steve is sick, so. It's okay. Happy to be here. We appreciate you in all of your endeavors. But guys, this has been the end of the first episode of GGR Pirate Radio. We're coming back. We're talking about the Geek Sheets. We're going to be learning more about some of our new contributors. We might even get a little bit more insight into Mr. Rambo. We know a little bit about him. What? But there are secrets. There are secrets that we don't know yet that we might be able to unravel. Layers, like an onion. Yes, or a cake. Everybody likes cake. cake. Yeah. Or parfait. Everybody loves parfait. (laughs) You just did my favorite movie. (laughs) I love that movie so much. I'm drooling right now thinking about parfait. All right, guys, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!